RadioInfluence.com. We're here. Um, it, it's, it's a lot to unpack today, right? But I do want to say, um, before we even get started, um, hi, Brittany. How are you? Hey, I'm good. And, and, and to everybody rocking with us, it is another edition of the DJ Eakin Podcast. And, and, and Brittany, what's, what's dope about this week, which doesn't include you because you only do half the work that I do, um, this is, we're, we're dropping two episodes <laughs> this week. We're dropping two episodes this week. But yeah. I will say this, though. I, I I have to give you this though. When you aren't here, everybody seems to ask, like, "Where's Brittany?" It's like, it's like, yo, I can move without Brittany. I don't like to, but I can move without <laughs> Brittany. You ain't always gotta. And I'm saying, people be asking me how you doing, or, or where you are before they even ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> well, tell them I'm a mess, and that'll answer all your questions. Just leave it. Just be like, she's a mess, and that'll just keep it short to the point. And they'll be like, "Oh, okay." No, I don't like short to the point. I, I give them lots of other things that go on with you. That. <laughs> That's what that's what I give them. All right. Um, Brittany, too. Also, before we even get started today, I want to take this second of um, I guess in the world of digital media, they call this transparency. Uh huh. Um, so if, well, if you honestly, don't mind, I like that. Yeah, I'd like to take a minute of transparency. And with this minute, I'd like to really thank you for for being my partner in crime and the reason i say that before you go too far it's not because you look better than me it's not because you smell better <laughs> than me. it's none of the stuff that you normally run with what i'd like to say is um i think for the first time what we've, we've been in the pandemic we've been in quarantine what since like Bruh, march six 16th? years now it is not the march 16th is, it is for me i got the day written down so like <laughs> so, so i'm guessing we're right at like the three the three month part part point now i would say I thought we were even further, but you're right. It feels yeah, April, so much longer, but it's, yeah, yeah, not. If you say March 16th, April 16th, May 16th, June 16th. Oh, wait, you're right. July 16th, April, May, June, July 16th. That's four months. Four months. And I think, honestly, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I had my first real episode with this whole thing where I was, it was a wrap for me, Brittany. I ain't going to lie. It was a, It was a, like your boy was really like. I had woke up in the morning with the uh, the thought of calling my realtor about selling my townhouse. You were gonna sell the house? Like it's it like and and damn. I guess if I could put it into words, and I talked to you about this, it was probably the most focused and unfocused moment I've ever had in my life. Or no, no, those aren't even the right words. The most motivated and unmotivated day I've ever had in my life, or definitely since this 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 quarantine's been going on. Yeah, you. It, but it, see, it sounds like you just felt more unmotivated unmotiv- at the same time. But you were like ready to sell the house. You were ready to just what? It was. Look, man, I, I'm reading a lot of stuff that people are going through on social media. So not for once am I trying to say that my problems are any worse than anybody else. So let's go ahead and get that out there. But, but I was in this space of like. Where's the end point? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like I don't. Like even with the Corona, the the COVID nineteen, the Rona, whatever we want to refer to it with, right? Coronavirus. All, all the Black Lives Matter stuff we got going on, all oh the people out of jobs, the uh, and I haven't gotten any unemployment since we've been out of this, but I've been okay, so it's not that's not it to me. And luckily, I, some of my situations have still been rolling, yeah. but. I don't know. I think I was just at this point of like, yo, when is this going to end? And I, and I think one thing that weighed on me, too, was all the work that I still seem to be putting in and the stuff that I'm doing. And then and I, I shouldn't be here. 
But I was maybe because I was like I was looking at social media a lot, and, I, and I've had this. Yup, that's you know, a big it, problem. Now, did you have any popcorn in the house? Brittany, Were you that, out of popcorn? I wasn't all. Actually, I've had popcorn this weekend. This ain't. Stop trying to make this a fun, a fun. This, Brittany, this is serious. <laughs> no, I just meant like I can see maybe you didn't have a, like a a comfort snack, kind of like to hold actually, you. No, actually, I had a comfort snack. Actually, I had. I was very much in in stock on popcorn. Very much in stock. I'm very much in stock on all of. Actually, I'm very much in stock on all of my snacks. Anything that I could potentially need, I don't think that I had that problem that day. That was it was a mental. It was very much mental. And for the first time in this whole thing, I really think I was about to lose it. Like I really was at like wits end with it because I don't know. Or I didn't know at the time. And and let me back up too, because I don't want people to think that when I called you or when I talked to a couple of my other friends, like shout out to Reezy out in Denver, who I had a really dope talk with. Shout out to my mom, who's always like, you know, mom is always, you know, there yeah. for the for the talk. Shout out to mom. Shouts out to you, of course. I, and I very much want to thank you. I wasn't Skyway Bridge. I'm about to end it all. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, it was, no, he right. was not. No, yeah, right. it did sound like that though. At first, it was like it was just like, this very, very weird space of like, yo, man, like, what the fuck? Like, when is it? When is it gonna? Like, where, where are we even trying to go? Yeah, I didn't even like Brittany. I literally had to like, I literally after I talked to you, which again, I'm thanking you for because we had a very, a very, a very heart opening talk, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that about you, and I love that about you. I had a very good talk with Reezy, and Mom always puts things in perspective. And I went to bed that night, Brittany, at like 7 30, 8 o'clock. Which like, is early for you because you stay up late. Yeah, like I don't like my bed was like, what you doing? Like why my are bed you was here. Yeah, my bed was like, why are you here? Like you're here yeah, with why no didn't computer. you shower? Oh wow. <laughs> my bed was like, why are you here? There's no computer, no phone in the bed. There were no gadgets in the bed with me. Were like, you no, under the covers? Like Yes, cause... like I literally got in the bed. I'm talking oh. like I just yo. Like yeah. after I spoke to you and everybody that day, I can honestly say I felt better, but I needed to go like just lay it all down and just just shut it off. And I Ooh, I just want to say, yeah, I don't like. But I, if anyone else is feeling like that, though, I hope that they have close friends to talk to them. I just want to I just I guess maybe that's where I'm going with this. First of all, like I said, to really thank you. But for the first time, I think I saw since this quarantine has been going on where some of these people are that I, you know, that I'm hearing about or that I'm, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was rough, man. And we are all going through it in our own ways. And I don't, I say that as in like what you were feeling was real for that moment and for that day. And we all have a day like that, you know, where it's like, man, everything, you know, like you're just at your wits end or you're just, you know, fed up with whatever it could be. So, I mean, you to go feel those feelings though so i'm glad you did and then i'm glad you picked up the phone and talked to someone you know and that's the most important part but i'm glad you didn't sell the house because i need a place to stay when i go to tampa wow that's what this is about (laughs) i'm just kidding i swear can i ask you this though when i called you did you did i did you really did you feel like you could help or did you feel like, oh, my God, I just got to listen? What did you feel like when I because I mean, you know, when you get that call and you're on the other end. And yes. This, and I, like I said, I know that I wasn't sounding like I normally sound. I know you I was really on some. Weren't. 
for me though, I know I'm big on listening. I like to let people talk because at, at that point when someone's ready to speak, it's like they're unleashing. You know, I felt like that's what you needed to do. Just talk. And I just wanted to make sure that in those some moments where you were pausing that you did feel that I was listening and I was trying to, you know, just kind of take in what was you were saying and why you were feeling that way, feeling all crazy. Cause that's not the Ekin I know. Yeah, not but, one bit. Ooh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm better now though. I'm better now. Though. I had to, I did have to, I, I will say this though. If you're feeling like that though, I do think this part, I think it is good to talk to someone. And if you don't have close friends, like I have you, I have Reezy, I have Jay, I have some very, you know, I have Tony, I have some very people that I really feel like they're going to, you know, not just talk at me. My cousin Dawn mm-hmm. up in Virginia, my cousin Corey, I, I just feel like they're going to actually, you know, like you said, listen, but give me the real, right? That's, right. I think you, I think you need those people, but they have to have some compassion. They just can't come firing back. They have to have some tact when they talk, when they talk back. And then I have, I think that, if the next step needs to be taken, I will say this because I've done this before is don't be afraid to talk some, to someone who does this professionally, mm-hmm. who listens professionally for a living. And remember, you know, we had that talk. Um, but I didn't say also it's up to you after that. And that's what I had to do. Like when I was done venting to you guys and I was done with getting your feedback, I had to download some of that, download that. Yeah. I had to process it. And then I had to say, well, Ekin, what are you doing that's not right in this equation to make you feel like that? And what can you fix? Or can any of it be fixed at this step? Or do you need to get, get further help? You know what I'm saying? And yes. that, that was my next step. I'm you know? all about redirecting, especially when you feel a certain way, when you don't feel like things are working out or maybe you feel stressed in one area. It's like, okay, well, something's got to give and it ain't going to be that. You know, it's right. always it ends up being on you. So, yeah, for sure. I feel like, but we need that. We need that little, you know, sad day once in a while to kind of remember why the good days are so much better. But I ain't used to having sad days, Brittany. I just, I just ain't used You're to having. Not, and maybe you need to do that more. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, whoa. That's, that sounded like terrible advice. I admit, feel your feelings, allow yourself to have those feelings, but know that they're temporary and that like this all gets better. It really does. Think about your last moments of like uh, really stressful times in your life where you were like, oh my, how am I going to get through this? Or this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And then you get through it, and looking back, you're like, I survived it. What's right. next? Who's next? And you do the TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Brittany. You know, you know that TikTok where they be I, like I, doing the I don't, I, I don't I don't associate in TikTok. Oh I don't. I don't. Bro, if you don't, I need you to get on TikTok. I need no, to talk to someone about TikTok. No, if if you don't send me TikToks or Reezy is very bad at sending me TikToks. Reezy <laughs> Reezy sends me so many TikToks that he's going to get blocked. Like, seriously. <laughs> because it's always, it's always, and I can't lie, it's always some some hot Latin milf in the kitchen. <laughs> right? That's hilarious. Yeah, it, the TikTok it's, type. It's, yeah, and she's always, <laughs> he, she's always hitting me with some dance. She always got on leggings. She ain't never got on, she ain't never really dressed. It's always <laughs> like, you know, it, it's always, what, the yoga pants are a man's best friend. It's always those. I'm dead. And and she hits me with some Latin flavor or something. She never says anything really, and if she Dude. does, it's never in a language I can understand. And I get those TikTok videos from him like twice a day. There are some cougars on TikTok. I'm talking about elderly women who are still bad bitches, and they do TikToks. And literally, I'm like, that's gonna be me. Yup, that is gonna be me. Bad and bougie to the day I die doing TikToks or whatever's gonna be out at that time. And yes, I am. But yes, wait a minute. I, I, am. I, have, I have a question about that. Are they cougars 
like cougars out hunting or are they cougars just you just throwing a term around because that's like a milf ain't it ain't if they're not well, actually hey, hunting because like, they gotta they gotta be hunting to be a cougar right don't they gotta be hunting okay maybe what are the elderly ones like they're no, in their no, like no, no. late got 50s, the right term 60s. For who, no that's the oh, term 60. is right but i thought if they were a cougar they were actually out hunting the age group is not wrong uh it's cougar than puma i think if i'm not mistaken <laughs> but but it's not it's, it's, no, it's, it's grandma's the grandma not right. the mom but you're missing my question. My question isn't about isn't about the age group. My question is about doesn't it when they're a cougar though? Doesn't it mean that they're actually out hunting? Yeah, 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 yeah. It means that, that's, you know. that's what I mean. So, so, so these women you're seeing on TikTok, because uh, that might get me to TikTok if they actually out hunting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure. You know, maybe I can find my TikTok type. I, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll go out there and find my TikTok type. I'm just saying. You know what? It might be them. I'm telling you. Every time I see them, I have to follow them because I'm like, good for them still getting it. You know? That's me keeping an open mind. I mean, not. It, I have nothing to gain. You know, I have to, I mean, I'm keeping an open mind. If they're out there hunting, maybe they need they need fresh game. They need fresh game. They, in order to keep their hunting skills up, they need okay. fresh game. I'm done with you. But I, I do want to say, man, like, like I do thank you for that moment. But um, let's do it, man. Let, let's get into this week's episode. Yes! We, we've had that moment. Again, that is what I what, – what do they call that again? Is that authenticity? Is that – yeah, that's all. Uh, so that was our moment of authenticity. Because I, because I think it's – I think it's a it's – a, I hate to call it team meeting because it, it just keeps feeling like everything is me and I'm not including you. What you do know? you mean? I don't feel like that at all. That's in your well, head. Well, it is. Well, well – We, we no, got to no, talk yeah. about we gotta talk about us. It's it's it good. is us. It is us. Plus, I it like us. other people's problems. It's it like takes me off of mine, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Brittany, you want to lead the show this week? Cause I know you look. I know you got some juice over there. Look, and and Norm, lately it's been a lot going on. Which still there's some things going on that we got to touch on. But this week has kind of been like some hot things going on that I know you just over there. You just over there salivating right I now. Yeah, because okay, man, so, so you lead, Brittany. You lead. I, I'll follow your lead with the chaos today. Go ahead, give me, give me, okay. give me something. Because this story is still developing, and I am so fascinated by it because I don't understand how it went left so quickly. But I'm talking about Tory Lanez and Megan The Stallion. Okay. okay, so they go out. You know the story how they go out. They go to their first of all, they're at a pool party. I should say a house pool party. It's only a few of them. Tory, Megan, Kylie. They're all hanging out, right now. Okay, whatever. They kept it simple. I guess Kylie went home. Meg and Tori went to a house party, to a different house party, right? And this is okay. at night. This is late in the night. You know parties, how they go. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's getting litty. Megan and Tori are, like, supposed to be cool with each other. They went to the party together. Next thing you know, Megan's going to the hospital. She shot up. Tori Lanez is getting arrested because he's got a gun on him, and that's a gun charge. Okay, and then we're like, Obviously, this was a fight. Somebody at the house party probably wanted some smoke. You know, Megan's, a, she's a savage. Like, I, she looks like she can fight. She could probably fight three girls at once. I would she could probably, and while you're on the subject, she probably could beat Tori while you're on the subject. But that, <laughs> I'll yes. get to that you finish. Go ahead, finish with your details because yes. I know I'm ready. Go ahead. So, so, fast forward, she's in the hospital. She got shot. She has to get bullets removed from her. Like, she got shot, shot. I thought she just stepped on some broken glass. That was the initial report. Okay. No. Can you no. please clarify that she got shot in the foot? Because if people haven't heard this story, you just keep saying she got shot, shot. I, if I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, what? Can she even walk? She got shot in the foot, Brittany. 
No, well, maybe it was in the foot, but yeah, it was it was in the foot. It was in the foot. Something to do with her feet. Yeah. She had to take out some bullets. She had to take out bullets. Now the report is the latest report is that Tory Lanez is the one who shot her. Right. How did we get here? How did we get? And she unfollowed him on Instagram. Well, first of all, can I can I stop you here? Can I stop oh you here? Can but, I stop you here? Why is it always that? Because before we go any further with this story, why is it always news who follows and unfollows somebody? <laughs> it's a big like it tells you what's up. It tells you exactly how someone feels. Like I don't, I don't f with you, like Big Sean. You know. So did she? What? What? You know, it would make me believe that she don't f with him though. If she blocked his number, if we knew that, if he called her right, she recorded her cussing him out and played us that. Because I follow somebody on social media. And also, too, what I want to know is, who has that job of finding out if people follow and unfollow people on social media? Because I want to know where that job description is at. Dude, it's just something you kind of check up. It's like, if you think someone's beefing, that's the biggest way to tell. And that's a big, like, F you. Like, I feel like that was her way of, like, making him feel like he got shot. You know, like, that's what that probably felt like. Let me me back up with this one just a little bit. Okay. and, and, and get your take on it as I go, because here, here's my take on it. First of all, first things first, first things first. Kylie was there. That's first thing, because earlier in the week, if I'm not mistaken, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, because I know you way more of a social media junkie than I am. I was sent something and it was Kylie, Meg and Tori just in a hot tub together. The three of them. Yes. That, yeah. that was the first thing. Right. I don't know hanging who took out. the picture. It was the three of them. Right. So they've been hanging out. These last few days or weeks anyway. Secondly, here's another thing of question to me of concern. Why were they hanging out? Is it uh, were they starting to see each other? Was Tori helping to work on new music because he is that dope? Because here's something else that everybody is running with right now. What? Her name is Meg The Stallion. Which yes. puts her at what? 5'10", 5'11"? She's a tall girl. I don't know her exact height, but you know Megan okay. is a big girl. Right. Megan is a big You don't girl. have Stallion in your name. Right. And I mean thick in a good way. Megan is easily 140, 150, 510, 511. And I'm probably being nice because I know she's about 510, 511. But she's a thick girl. The Uh reason I bring that up about Megan is Megan is 510. Okay. Not trying to be funny or nothing, but Megan is easily 140, 150. She's thick and in a good way, according to the fellas, according to the world. So it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Tori ass is 5'3, 120. (laughs) First of all, <laughs> let's get to the part where Tori is 5'3". Tori's so short that you remember the video came out of his ass when he was on Sway, Sway in the morning up at Sirius XM? Yes! Tori, Tori was sitting on a chair freestyling. He got out of the chair, and the motherfucker was the same height. Excuse my language. Yeah, he he was, was the same height. All the memes that came from that had me weak, man. Right. So yes. here's, here's the first thing. Why are they hanging out? That is the very first question everybody should be asking. We just friends. It's cool. It's nothing wrong with it while you're hanging out. But why are they hanging out? Because, see, with the way that this story is coming, it's giving us too much stuff to read. Like, then Megan puts out a statement and goes, well, I know now who I can trust, who my people are. Because get this part, Brittany, and you didn't mention this. If I'm not mistaken, the report from TMZ says that allegedly when they were riding, Meg and whoever she was with, the friend or whoever, wanted to get out. And that's when Tori bust the gun. She was in the truck with him when he bust the gun from inside the truck. That's one of the reports because there is a couple. Yes. Yes. One of the reports she was trying to leave the vehicle. And that's when the the shots happened. Yes. 
Why would he? Sh- okay, but it still doesn't make sense why Tory Lanez would feel the need to shoot Meg for trying to get out the car. Let me get to this other point I'm about to make. And okay. I'm not really worried about saying this because I feel like this. This is my motto. This is my life. If you my size, I'll bust your ass. I don't think Tory Lanez got no hands, so I'm not really worried about what I say next. I don't think Tory Lanez got no hands. I just don't think Tory Lanez got no hands. I'm going to say that now. I'm not saying he don't got security. I'm not saying I might need to, not need to bring my people when I meet up with him. <laughs> but if Tory Lanez get in a ring one-on-one, I will bust Tory ass. I'm going to just say that. I'm, I, I, you know what? I really that, believe that. Okay, that part right. I, I could fight. That, like People be like, why you talk like that? Because I could fight. That's how I feel. I'm not saying I could beat everybody, but I feel like if you my size, I got a pretty good chance. That's how I feel. <laughs> Tory, Lanez, Tory Lanez is 5'3", 120. This is what I've heard about Tory Lanez, and this is what I've seen of him over time. And again, this is just me looking from the outside. I don't know Tory Lanez. I like his music a lot. I think the kid is mad talented. But Tory Lanez, to me, from what I see, watching from a distance and what I see in video clips and things I see him get himself into, he is the definition of Napoleon Complex. Like, he's, you- a, very, he's a very little dude that uh-huh. has to be like, I'm not afraid. You understand what I'm saying? I know, like, like yo. And he's a little dude. And here's the thing that I could let me tell little dudes this right now. Because I <laughs> I have been a little dude my whole life. Let me just let me help little dudes out. You know what? You need to go ahead. Dude, it's okay to be a little dude, man. Seriously. Like be a little dude. Like, yo, I have been around my boys, they big as hell. They be like, yo, I never I tell them up front, I don't play all that punching and shit and shit, bro. Because I don't hit <laughs> harder than I want to be hit, and I don't want to play like that. I stand up for myself. I'm not no, but stop it, bro. Like you do not have to be in every room. Yo, yo, bro, bro. most dudes do like most dudes look at you and will open hand smack you, bro. That's how they. (laughs) Not that I'm worried about it happening to me. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying little loud, little loud dudes. Like I'm gonna tell you another dude that is Tory Lane's first cousin. Bow wow. He is Tory Lane's first cousin. Oh, the same dude. Like 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 Bow wow, right? Dude. Yeah. in my opinion, what do Bow Wow have to show us he's been tough for? We've been watching Bow Wow on TV since he was six years old, right? He's been getting chicks. He's been having fun. What is wrong with that lane? <laughs> that lane? All of a sudden, right, Bow Wow getting a beef. He's standing on social media. Um, you know what? Now I'm going to have to spank you. Bow Wow, who the hell are you going to spank? Remember he got into that little beef when with they his motorcycle? But- was the reason when a while back he got into one and he got on social media, had his little crew behind him. And he was like, now I'm going to have to spank you. And we was all looking at him like, spank who? Like we was all looking over our shoulder in social media like, spank who? Like, like and then Brittany, and I know I'm getting excited. I hate to have to get like this. There, let me help you out, man, in this hip hop thing. If you a little dude, it's okay, man. Like it's like it's okay. Like I'm not, you ain't got to be less than a man. You don't got to let nobody yeah. punk you. But you also don't got to run in every room screaming. It's For okay. Real. For real. You know who, Um. well, maybe he does have, I don't know, because I actually, I'm not even going to say that. But anyway, no, you're right. Torlings, but I I was hearing that after the fact. I didn't know that. I never even knew he was short, to be honest, or like a little dude <laughs> until all this broke. So <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Do you really think people were saying, okay, so Meg and him, maybe they had something going on. Do you even believe that rumor? First of, all, first of all, this is what's going to blow you right here. And I'm going to get back to your question about him and Megan having something going on. Okay. The dude's name is Daystar Peterson. Dude, okay. his real name is Daystar. What 
Okay, let's I'm glad, I'm, And I'm glad that he's making music because Daystar ass wasn't never getting no corporate job. <laughs> no. That is that is one of those names that come on an application and, and and Karen is in charge and Karen like, no, no Daystar can work here. <laughs> no, 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 we're not calling Dude, Daystar back. That's like a name from like 90 Day Fiance, one of the guys from a different country trying to get over here. He's like a oh, 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 kind of popular in that country. That's the Daystar. Okay, now, yeah, so so we'll refer to him as Daystar for the rest of this show. So, Daystar and Megan, are they dating? I've seen crazier things happen. I've seen crazier things happen. You know, I have. And, and again, maybe Megan was like, you know what? Eh, let me give little man a shot. Let me give him a shot. The only reason I kind of even believe that, too, is because I remember Doja Cat was thirsting over Russ. And Doja Cat's much bigger than Russ, too. So I was like, huh, maybe it's his talent that has her, like, you know, like, all right, maybe, maybe there's something. But how did it get from that to getting shot? Because Tori has a temper. Or Daystar has a temper. Like, that part we know about Daystar. <laughs> like, that part, like, let me, get, let me give you this story right here. Daystar was in Tampa back when touring was a thing. It, it was, I think it was the Chris Brown tour. And he did an after party at this spot. And... From what I understand, the DJ was, you know, because when they do these after parties and walkthroughs, part of the agreement is they'll do one or two songs, mm-hmm. right? And and Daystar, a.k.a. Tory Lanez, was about to do a song, was about to do some songs, and the DJ kept messing up the song or where it was supposed to start at or something. And, you know, I heard Daystar, I was like, bro, come on, man. And it's, But his people was like that, too. But, you know, but I get that. Yeah. But, I'm, but, you know, I heard, I've heard, this is not the first time that I've heard that Daystar goes in a room. Or Daystar is the one that gets in a beef. Then he get a, he got into beef and live in Miami. Then he get into he got into beef in Miami at live or in a club in Miami. Got in some beef. Oh you know, and look, I don't have time to read all these but details. Why did he even think? Okay, so Megan's not saying that he shot her though. Like she's not saying that yet. Why wouldn't she just say it? I would be screaming it from the top. I put it on every social media platform. Tory Lanez, Daystar, shot me. The thing with Daystar, right? Seriously, I just think when it comes to stuff like that, right now it comes to how do we get the story out? How do we fix it? We want to control the narrative. We talk about this all the time, Brittany. We want to control the narrative. So that could be where Meg is. And she came out and said what she wanted to say about it. And then at the same time, some t- maybe honestly to give to give Daystar, a.k.a. Tory Lanez, benefit of the doubt because everything is supposed to be alleged. Uh-huh. Maybe he was like playing and threatening. And the gun went off. Maybe because I mean, maybe he was maybe he was like, you know, what I'm saying like, girl, you get out of this car, I'll shoot you. Don't play. And then the gun went off because he was playing around that. I mean, because because I mean, I really don't think I seriously, seriously, I don't think that Tory Lanez. I mean, as crazy as I've heard that he is sometimes uh-huh. to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think that he would just pull a gun and be like, get back in the car, Megan, and, and threaten yeah, the shooter. Might have been, I might do have been feel like, like it was an accident. I feel like right. he just. Yeah, he's got Still, the gun out and the gun bro, goes off. I would off. be so afraid if that were him and I did shoot Meg on accident. <laughs> How are you gonna shoot Meg the Stallion on accident? Well, that's not a good look. Here's a whole other question: Tory Lanez ain't no citizen of this country. Why ain't he deported? We can't even go to Canada. We got a Canadian dude down here shooting up Meg the Stallion in the pinky toe. Come on, bro. Like, let's let's be clear. We can't even go to Canada right now. We got a dude that's Canadian down here right now shooting up one of our finest in the pinky toe. He really went after her feet, too. How's she going to use her knees if her feet aren't there? I put it this way. I bet we won't see a whole lot of twerking videos coming. <laughs> they're going to look I, a little different. They're going to look a little <laughs> bit different. That's all, that's all I'm saying, Brittany. That's all I'm saying. That's, look, like, and 
I mean, what do you think the outcome's gonna be? What do you think the outcome's gonna be? I think the outcome, since Tori is quite, I feel like Tori would have already said it wasn't him. So something like that happened. The outcome is going to be Meg is going to speak. She's going to put Tori on blast. Tori's career is going to take a weird turn. And then uh, Megan the Stallion is going to do another hot girl bop. And we're going to be back to hot girl summer. You, you, think she's gonna, you think he's going to have to pay some money behind closed doors? I'm, I'm thinking a lot. I'm thinking that quiet lawsuit is coming. Oh, yeah. He better. He better. Daystar better come with it. Bring the checkbooks. Wow. Daystar. I heard he I heard he already lost a bunch of followers too on Twitter. The hot girl's probably the hot girl's probably done with him. You can't shoot our Meg, man. Our stallion. We only got one. Well, let me ask you this, Brittany, since we're right here. Did you unfollow T- Tory Lanez, aka Daystar? <laughs> I didn't, but that's because I'm trying to be nosy and see if he posts anything. So no, I didn't unfollow him. Uh, but that's for a, researching you, purposes. Okay. Do, do you have a plan to get your 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 other hot girls that are in the Meg the Stallion Hot Girl Club to unfollow him? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit up the group chat. Like, girls, okay. we gotta, we gotta let Tori go. We gotta let Daystar go. Okay, I'm just checking to see if that. If know. he did that... it on purpose, if it was an accident, we got, we'll give him some. You know, you do a little like on the butt, and then you, it'll so, pass. It'll so pass. Basically, so basically, like everything else in hip hop, y'all mad for today and tomorrow, everybody's back cool. <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's, that's hip hop, man. That, that's hip hop. Speaking of hip hop, man, let, let's let's get to our boy. You know, let's get to our boy Nick Cannon. Let's get to Nick Cannon. You, you, because yeah. this week it's it's a, it's so much. Here's here's my my thing with all that's going on too, and this is what's crazy. And I said this was gonna happen. This is why every show I make sure I mention this. Black lives still matter, right? But it seems like mm-hmm. every show and like like we're trying like don't get me wrong. Like I know we we stay in a place where we understand it because I watch you move around social media and we talk a lot. And you know I'm very much still in the space, right? Mm-hmm. But we got so much other chatter going on that we forgetting what we really was here for in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is, this is where the Nick Cannon thing gets tricky for me because the Nick Cannon thing, although these folks like Nick Cannon, I'll say Deshaun Jackson, cause he was about in the same space. Some of these folks, when they think they're going to do something right, or when they think they're going to start speaking on their platforms, they may have very good intentions. Mm-hmm. But to me, sometimes where they mess up is in the gathering of the information before they go putting it out or before they speak. You yes. understand what I'm saying? So so before I go any further, I think this is where we should let folks hear exactly what every what every the folks at Viacom CBS are saying that Nick Cannon is terminated for. So right here, we'll you and I will let's let the audio play right here. So let's let's go to what it really is then. When we talk about the power of melanated people, when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and understanding right. that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Wellesley talked about is that fear in that 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 uh, Just genetic that annihilation deficiency of mm-hmm. when you have a person that has ha- has the lack of pigment the right. lack of melanin right. that they know that they will be annihilated so therefore however they got the power they 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 have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects us right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little, and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully, <laughs> are a little less, and 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 where the term actually comes from, because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan, to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were 
sent to the mountains of Caucasus when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them. So then they're acting out of fear. They're acting out of low self-esteem. They're acting out of a, a deficiency. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the only way that they can act is evil. Okay, so so we got the audio, right? So so we got the audio from Nick Cannon, and and you heard it in a gist, in a gist of of what Nick Cannon was saying. And what what I don't want to do is try to overly explain it because I don't think that I'm an expert on the field. Yeah. Well, he said a lot too. He said a lot. Right, but there's a couple of things about about the interview that I can already tell you before before I heard anything that Nick Cannon said. There were two, two. There were at least two things, maybe even three, that I could give you as hot buttons that were going to get that thing to go viral, get him sparked up, and cause a problem. Uh-huh. First and foremost, I don't know how much any anybody that's listening or you, because it's a, it's a you know it's it's a it's a historical group, Public Enemy. Professor Griff is a member of Public Enemy or was a member of Public Enemy. Very mm-hmm. outspoken, very much pro-black, very smart brother, but will say stuff that is always like where people be like. We right here. We here now. You understand what I'm saying? Like he he doesn't bite his tongue. And that's how public enemy always was. You understand? That's uh-huh. how public enemy has always been. One of those very outspoken hip hop groups that I love. You know what I'm saying? When they when I when I first I thought Chuck D and Flav went together, pretty very dope. Everything they stood for I thought was dope. But they bring a lot of things to the forefront. That is the first piece of fire that's right there, is that he's talking to Professor Griff. Right? Okay. So I knew right there the conversation was gonna be fire because if, even if Nick didn't say nothing, give him, give Professor Griff a platform. He's uh-huh. going to say some things that are going to make you have to think. Right. And they're going to make you uncomfortable. No matter what color you are, they're going to make you uncomfortable. And more often than not, if you're not black, you're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one. Second of all, when I saw that Nick Cannon had mentioned the minister Louis Farrakhan's name, boom, hot button. Number two, anytime. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, because I don't know who that is. Minister Farrakhan is the leader, is, is one of the leaders of the Nation of Islam. Like, he's out front. Like, he's the he's the, he's the the voice. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Very outspoken, very much, very, very much, very intelligent, very much, um, very, if, if you don't get no more um, pro-black than Minister Louis Farrakhan. You understand okay. what I'm saying? He is um, the leader of the Nation of Islam. And for those who may be following us that may not know, the Nation of Islam is an organization which the Southern Poverty Law Center describes as black nationalists and a hate group. Now, by by that description right there on Wikipedia, that's a hot button number two. I don't call I don't call it a hate group. And I don't I can't say 100 percent that I agree with everything that Minister Louis Farrakhan says. Mm -hmm. But I will say that when he talks. I am going to listen or I will listen. You understand what I'm saying? And not that I'm going to run with every single thing he says, but I often feel that a lot of times he says a lot more, a lot more things that are to my benefit than not to my benefit. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's no, nobody just says anything to me and I just be like, oh, you're always right. You're always right. right. Now, I'm not a Muslim. I'm not a member of the Nation of Islam. But I also know that whenever Minister Louis Farrakhan's name is mentioned, hot button, no matter who's saying it. That's a hot button. You understand what I'm saying? So now you've got two things right there that if anybody puts as a keyword somewhere, something to search for, boom, there's Nick Cannon. Now we're in the middle of Black Lives Matter. We're in the middle of everybody 
who is against the Black Lives Matter movement looking for anything that they can say that makes the black person speaking seem like they're being a racist now, seem like they're dividing. You understand? Mm -hmm. So are you following me here? Absolutely. And that right there, without hearing anything that Nick actually said, I knew was going to be an issue. And Mm -hmm. then once I started watching it and Nick goes, something to this effect, because I don't I don't remember it all right now. I'm going to put this carefully. I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to have to put this carefully. He knew he was in a space that could cause an uproar. Yeah, that is my that's my take on it. I don't know if I actually have an issue. If I did, it would be that like all of us with these platforms, just be ready when it goes. You understand what I'm saying? Because Nick came out. Nick, when it first happened, right, when Nick, and again, what happened after he said all of that, I'm sure everyone knows in the news by now because it's been on everything, Nick, Viacom, who's been Nick's partner since Nick was at Nick Jr., all those those other shows he was at when he was younger, this mm-hmm. is this is like a 15, 20-year relationship, damn near, that Nick wow. Cannon has with Viacom. You understand what I'm saying? Now yeah. it's morning show. Now it's other things that he's created. It, it's wilding out. Yeah. You understand? It's It's a major thing, and Nick is a major dude on major platforms. I don't think that he was ready for that part. I, we, I just I don't believe the part, the fallout that came after. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I mean, did you see his last tweet or his Instagram post? What well, was it? Was, is, are you talking about the first one that he made when he was asking for Wild and Out back and he was he was talking like he was... No, this is the one where he was like, where he checked into heaven in his Instagram post. Like, you know, you put your location. It was Twitter, Instagram, but yeah, he was basically, he was like saying... It was because he apologized for those what that was deemed as anti-Semitic comments, which right. I, I didn't hear everything. So I don't want to say that, you know, whatever it was, he apologized for it. And then the black community was mad at him. And he made a post about how, like, I just, you know, I apologize for hurting people. But also I have my own community now coming against me. And he was like, I just don't kind of like see y'all in heaven, see y'all off this earth or something like that. OK. And can we can we can we. um. Can we do this real quick? Because I think a lot of times we talk about this stuff. Can we defi- can we get the actual definition of what anti-Semitism is? Because you know what it was? Yes. I mean, I've no. got it in front of me now. Okay. It is hostility to or prejudice against Jews. Right. You got you got that? Let me say it again. Yeah. It's hostility to or prejudice against Jews. Right. So when Nick Cannon goes to speaking and saying all this stuff, to me, I think the point he was trying to make was really and truly that um in these areas or whatever, the the what? As a matter of fact, I don't even want to go there. What he actually meant, I don't even want to go there. What what he actually meant. Yeah. What I what I want to do is talk about the the uh, anti-Semitism part, right? If you feel like, and we've heard this before, that Jews own everything, or that you know, what I'm saying that that's they all we these things before, right? I've said this a thousand times. You can't make change unless you're in the room. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like we cannot make change unless we're in the room, right? Nick was in the room. Mm-hmm. And Nick has said it, Nick has said it in some of these posts he's making. One of his main partners is Jewish. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So while so while in his heart, I don't believe that Nick Cannon is prejudiced. I don't. 
I believe no, that Nick he said he a, wasn't too. He's like to make a very valid point or this big point on his social media, right? I mean, on his show, on his his podcast, you know, because we all want these points that will make people click and that will make people say, "That's why I'm listening," because they really give it to us. We do the same thing here, but not to the point of where I'm looking for a click, but we're to the point of where if we're gonna talk about something, let's not be let's afraid to really talk about. We talk about it, yeah. And I don't think Nick was afraid to talk about it, but I think like I like did Sean Jackson thing who kind of did the same thing with Hitler mentioned and Jews mentioned and Holly, whatever he was doing. Right. We're not doing enough research on these things before we start trying to make these big, gigantic points. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I think that to me is where Nick went wrong. Right. So when Nick goes wrong, we as a black community on social media, we immediately start going, oh, my God, they're trying to shut him down. Because nobody's really looking at what really happened the whole because we, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want me and you to get so I never I don't well you can do what you want on your side, but me personally, I'm not totally judgmental in the whole thing yet because I don't I don't personally I don't want to look that super deep into it. I got other things that I'm trying to fix in the world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But the yeah, exactly. Is, the second part about it is when you go like that though, make sure you understand the totality of what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think that Nick understood that. I just don't. Yeah, I think that the subject was just a very difficult and complex, you know, subject that they were talking about. And I just feel like the way he apologized to me said everything where he was like, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt a whole group of people by the things that I said, you know, it was more about like his delivery was wrong and that he meant well and that he loves everybody. And to me, it's like, okay. I, I get it. Like you made a mistake. Maybe you said some things that were wrong, but you meant well, and you were trying to make another point. And so, and, and by accident or not by accident, but you know, mis- sub, sub sub consequentially, it kind of like affected that, and it turned into something else. But I feel like I don't. He apologized, and I really well, don't think that he hates people. It's Nick Cannon. Come yeah, on. But here's here's the other here's the other problem with that though, and here's the other problem that we that people to me that are in these spots that we're in that have these platforms that are media and that sort of thing before he got to where he's at right now with this apology there were three or four things at least that happened in between that remember remember he came out at first punching like he was they remember he came when it first all went down he came out punching and slugging remember he said he wanted wild and out back he wanted full ownership he wanted that viacom that took it from him he you know it was a bunch of things that he said they were like, a, like he was punching. See that. yeah when it first happened, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was kind of an apology where he was saying, of course, the part about he's not prejudiced. We all know that. That he, you know, that we should know that because he's, you know, all the work he's done. But then it was also the story started to develop where he was like, he wanted the billion dollar empire that he created, which is wilding out, that has been swindled from him. He wanted it all back. You know, he wanted yeah. it. You know that he's made them. He, he also said that he had the boss at Viacom that he had asked for a meeting and and got no response back. So it was all these other little things that were thrown in in between that. And my problem with all of that is when you get to the part where he's at now, where he's starting to meet with Jewish leaders. That to me is when black or white, whatever nationality you are, is when the PR people are in, and now we're trying to fix everything. Mm-hmm. So when we start talking about authenticity, is it authenticity? Or is it which one was authentic where you came out slugging saying, you know, you know, like, yo, like I didn't do nothing wrong. Matter of fact, while we on the subject and y'all want to get rid of me, then give me all the things I created, which, you know, you're not going to get probably because you signed the paperwork that gave them everything and took their money. Right. Which is it? 
Because all it sounds like the stuff that you're saying back to me, which isn't necessarily wrong. We know that happens to every entertainer where somebody has to come in as your PR person and help clean it up. Which is the authentic you? Because now it feels like he's on an he's on an apology tour. See, and that's the thing. I don't feel like that. Here's what he said. He said, I hurt an entire community and it pained me to my core. I thought it couldn't get any worse. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. Good night. Enjoy Earth. And that was him checking into heaven. And um, yeah, I, I mean... I feel like at first he was probably angry because he was like, I was just speaking my mind. I was just talking about a subject, you know, and then you have like the black community saying, but he was saying the truth and I don't know what the truth is, you know, but they're like, he right. was saying the truth. Why is he apologizing? Why is he, you know, getting in trouble for saying uh, real things that happened? I don't know. I don't know. But, well, but, and, and let me, okay, well, follow me here. Follow me here and let me know. If it, and let me see it. Let me ask you if this sounds right to you. Okay. Nate Cannon's got a podcast. He goes on there with Professor Griff. He makes this statement that causes the world to go up in hoopla or causes the Twitterverse, social media to go up in hoopla, right? They're up in a hoopla right now. So the first, when it first happens, the separation, because all people do is listen to it. They just listen to the clip. But yeah. Some people, some people did, probably didn't even listen. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you 50% of us didn't even listen to the whole show. They did yeah. just what we did just now. They listened to the clip and they go, Nick Cannon didn't say anything wrong. Why is he apologizing? Because everything I saw that was black was saying, yo, Nick needs to go on Oprah's network. He needs to go on Diddy's network. Matter of fact, he needs to go on BET. First things first. That shows me right there. Everybody doesn't know what's going on. Because Viacom also owns BET. So (laughs) to me, in my opinion, Oprah's audience is not black. No. It's not. It's, It's a... It's a white middle-aged household woman. I mean, a house housewife. I mean, or a professional white woman. That's that's Oprah's audience. That's no disrespect. They pay her bills, but I don't think Oprah's audience. I think to the core, we love Oprah because you know what I'm saying like we we glad that Oprah's made it. And she represents yes, us well. But her yeah. core audience does not go over to own, and it's not. I don't think her core audience, and I could be wrong. I don't think her core audience is the black woman that's going over there to be like, I gotta watch own girl. I gotta. I, Oprah got them shows. I just don't believe it. Now yeah, Tyler no. Perry. I think owns the black woman. Like they go on to watch Tyler Perry movies and Tyler Perry yeah. shows. I don't see them going to Oprah's network now because Tyler Perry and her have a deal. I think some of them have maybe gone there in in more droves because Tyler Perry's taking his shows over there. He very much knows what his audience is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so I'm there. So now you got the divisiveness happening right now because everybody I saw that wasn't black on Twitter, a lot of things they were saying were like this, Nick is out here dividing the country more than it's already divided right now. Or the spin, like I told you. Oh, so black lives matter, but a black man could come out here right now and talk about another nationality, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You understand? You had all these things yeah. that are getting, getting thrown in. And then, like I said, the first stuff that I read from Nick was like, yo, like, okay, this is what y'all want to do? Okay, well, give me wildin' out back, and and I ain't say nothing wrong, and what? And, and I'm going to bounce back, and, and we'll see he was probably pissed like what did I say wrong he didn't understand and I think that that's really what it was he didn't understand how the things that he said could hurt other people in that way because that wasn't his intention it wasn't about them really it was about trying to I don't even know trying to explain something my point is that I just feel like yeah Nick I hope he's gonna be okay because I know he don't have a bad heart well let me ask you this Brittany in the climate of the world right now, do you think you can say anything remotely derogatory about another nationality right now and it's not going to be taken some kind of way? Absolutely not. 
you shouldn't. Well, no, so, you should. No. So there yeah. you go. So there. So there you go. And there, there that, and that, that I think brings us to the point right there. You have to be ready for stuff like that when you when you get into these subjects. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you got a point of view, it's nothing wrong with your point of view. If what if he if he felt that that's the truth? You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like a negative thing. Like this is just the facts. This is just what how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like to him, that's right. truth. So right, but okay. And again, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not again. I like I said, I'm a I'm a fan of Nick Cannon, and I don't want him to fall. Like I said, I, that's not that's not my point here. But again, like I told you, I think part of the issue is the hot buttons that he had going along. It was yeah, like a perfect oh, storm right. of things. Yeah, exactly. You understand what I'm saying? It was a perfect storm of things. You got Professor Griff there who has a history. There's an interview out on Professor Griff talking about this is the exact title of the interview. The actual oh, wow. title of the interview is, um, well, the clip is, and Professor Griff, he was on he was on Vlad, Vlad TV. It goes, Professor Griff on getting kicked out of public enemy for anti-Jewish comments. This is Professor Griff. Is that true? Did he really get kicked out of public enemy for that? Well, he's telling the story about what happened between him and Chuck and why he was no longer in the group. But that's him talking about it. You understand what I'm saying? So, and again, this yeah. is not just this is again, I guess the point I'm trying to make by bringing up things like that is you know you're in a hot button place. Yeah, for that, sure. And that's and that's that's all I'm saying. Like like again, I'm not here to tell Nick Cannon as a media personality to what to do with his platform. That's not what I'm saying here. Because like I said, I think Nick Cannon has done a lot of things to make a brother like me go, I could do that too. He's 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 trailblazed, he's led the way. Yes. So that, that's that's not my point in this discussion. But when you bring that many things in the room, just be ready for what's gonna come. You understand what I'm saying? And also be ready for where you may have to go after that. I think, and I think sometimes we've got to start, especially since we don't have that many platforms. You understand? Since we're steadily building, right? Yeah. We have to start thinking about what could happen before we go into the room. And I'm not saying, and, and Jay-Z put this best. Jay-Z said he had to learn how to move in a room full of vultures. You understand what I'm saying that right there? Mm -hmm. You know what that means? That simply means understand where you are. Before you understand, know I'm saying you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't act this. I can't act the same way in the barbershop that I would act in a corporate meeting with, with say Coca Cola or the heads, the powers that be at at Apple. You're right. You definitely got to play strategically and smart, and you know, yeah, still, still do things. Make sure that you're still sitting at the table at the end of it. You know that because that way you're still a part of it. And even that though, too. Let's let's be clear. I'm not saying go to the table and dance the jig because, no. you, because, you have, because you have to go to the table because in order for things to change, you have to be at the table and have and have the valid points and be like, this is why it needs to change. Yeah. Or, you know, what I'm saying or, or you have to be you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. But. Nick, to me right now is going he, we're in we're in four different places in a matter of four days. Or to me, at least three different places in a matter of three days, three or four days. I'm and mad Mariah did not step up for him. I'm mad she didn't say anything. She didn't send any like tweet out, like pray for Nick or like nothing. But you know nothing. what though? That's another thing. Is that real though? If we do that, and 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 why? What what? Let me ask you a question. You mad about that? Are you really mad? Or you just are you just you're in a Britney zone right now? What, well, what? I don't. I'm mad at Mariah, so I was just like, yeah, that's part part of it. I don't, I'm mad at her. I feel like she could have stuck up for him. Okay, a well let's, bit. let's okay, well let's take this point right here. Diddy jumped in and stepped up for him, right? Did you? you yeah, did you like Diddy that? offered him to work with Revolt TV. Okay, now let me back this up. You watch Revolt TV? No. 
You know anybody that watches Revolt TV? I don't. I didn't even know. Oh, wait. I'm a, here's another question. Have you seen anything? Like, uh, remember, when Diddy came out with Revolt TV, we were all ready to jump in. I was like, okay, he about to take us back to videos and about to be where the music was. What have you seen since we got Revolt TV? What does Revolt TV even have? Is it just music? Is it shows? Um, what mean, is it? it? When, when I'm watching, when I'm looking at the guide and I see, I see uh, Drink Champs. I see um, The Breakfast Club. These are all things that I could watch on YouTube. When I'm looking at, you know, like what I thought he would do to change the culture. So do you think, do you think, and I'm, and I'm saying that to say this, not to say that, uh, not to say that Diddy hasn't done some great things as well. And I, like I said, no, I yeah, but Revolt TV is not, definitely not a go-to spot yet. It's not a go-to well, source yet. I'm not even talking about a go-to source yet. Let's let's talk about it. Let's like well, since we're here, do you think that they've done anything really with Revolt TV since they, since they've been a platform out there for the urban thing? Do you have you seen anything that would make you say, "Wow, this is a this is a or just because because we got to stop what we also got to stop doing too is just because somebody's black or brown and we think that they're the solution. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like we got to we got to all step we got to all hold each other accountable because to me that's how these things are getting lost and dropped by the wayside. Well, and that's the thing. You are so right. Even, okay, let's specifically Diddy. Uh, there's probably a reason that he hasn't gotten that platform to be what it should be because he's not focusing on maybe certain things that would be helpful to the black community or the urban urban community. But then, damn, I was going to say something about Mace. Mace, even, you remember Mace, his yes. artist. That he, like, a year ago, not last year, he was talking about how Diddy didn't give him any money for his music and that he wouldn't sell him his own music back for a million dollars. He said that you're going to have to pay me more than what the white men do if you want well, your music back. And it's like, that's that kind of right there. How are you not helping someone who's a part of your community and you have made so much money? So, yeah, there there's probably reasons why Diddy ain't where it, should, where it could be. I'm just, mad about that. I'm mad for Mace. You just wanted to come close to home with that one, didn't you? Because you know, you know me and Mace are like, you know, I talked to Mace about that. You know that really? we had that, yeah. Like you know, I, I sat with Mace. We had that conversation. And my man, my man, shouts out to Kuda Love. My man Kuda Love is who used to manage Mace. But so you know, Mace and I actually had this conversation on camera, and then, and actually, it was it was like he offered him. I think it was like two million. And yeah. Like, and, and then he did say. You know, because the publishing is really where the money keeps coming for the rest of your life and it can be passed on to your kids and that sort of thing. And a lot of what Diddy did when he I mean, if you look at Diddy's track record, which, you know, you look at the artist, this is no secret. None of them really have anything right now compared to what he has. And I'm not saying that's for whatever reason it's signed a deal you want to. But, you know, and that that's that that right there is a part of the conflict of, of Diddy, I think. And that's that's definitely one of the conflicts that Mace has. Like you're out here preaching all this black this and black excellent. Yes. But I offered you two million to get my publishing back, which you don't need because you have plenty of money, but you won't sell it to me. I need but to tweet that preaching. back out. I'm going to tweet Diddy and be like, so what's up? Did you pay? Did you give Mace his music back? Because I'm not are, ready to let this go. Brittany, we are so off that. Brittany, that, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get okay. so mad when I find out about stuff like this because it's okay. wrong. So okay. to sew it, so to sew it all up, because I, I'm gonna, I like, and don't get me wrong. I think honestly, the next show, I'm gonna, I have to get back to Brianna Taylor because I, I, I wanted to we get there will. today. But I don't want to hold everybody. I think we've given them enough for today. What do you, what do you think? What do you see coming out of this Nick Cannon thing? What do you think it's all gonna end? And the end all gonna be? I think Nick Cannon is going to be okay. It's going to take a couple months for everybody to kind of settle down with it. I think he's going to make the right moves because he's already apologized and understanding what he said wrong, why he said it wrong. I think he's actually going to take time to internalize that and do better and be better. And I still see great things for him because, yeah, that's what I think. 
But you don't think he was wrong? Do you think he was wrong? Well, I don't. I didn't hear everything that he said, but I think that by what I saw, mm-hmm. what he was trying to say, I don't. He had this theory kind of going with it. If he truly believed that, I don't think that he was trying to to make it seem like these people were bad. Because if anything, he was like, they can't help it. This is was ingrained in them. That that kind of talk was what he was saying. So I I I don't necessarily agree. I didn't hear everything. I can't agree or disagree yet. But I do think that he said it wrong, and he realizes that. Okay. Well, I'll let you have the final thought. I'm good with that. <laughs> I do. I'm good with that, man. It's the DJ can podcast, man. I'm Brittany, I'm gonna end it here because I I it's it's a honestly I thought we'd get like a couple of more things in, but it's just been a lot. Tory Lanez was a lot, you know. Tory uh, Day, Daystar was a lot today. Daystar was a lot, man. So and I and I don't wanna have a two hour edition of the DJ can podcast. So Bruh. Uh, for everybody rocking with us, man, please, please, please uh, download and subscribe. Um, and there are some clips on YouTube, too, at DJ Aiken TV. But download and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, follow me, of course, of course, of course, of course, across at DJ Eakin across all platforms. And where are you at this week, Brittany? I'm at Brunch with Brittany on yeah. TikTok and Instagram. But that's not what you are on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter, I'm at Basic Bridge. I want to. Ch- I need to change it. I need oh. to change it. But it's basic bridge. What about when you stop having brunch though? Are you gonna keep that same Twitter name? Like like in four years, right? When brunch you're brunch is a lifestyle. Brunch is a forever but I mean, like in four years when you're a cougar. Cougar. <laughs> First of all, I'm not gonna be a cougar in four years. But you know what? I'll still be brunching in four years with my bad self oh. at every age, at okay. any age, hunty. Wow. Shouts out to Radio Influence, man. My man Jason, of course, for always rocking yes, with us. Yes, thank you, Jason. Oh, my God. And um, hope Meg the Stallion gets well soon. I really hope them knees are okay through all of this. Brittany, she didn't get shot in the knees. I know, but they have messed up her feet, so she might not be able to twerk as well, you know? If yes. you're missing a toe, you need balance. Brittany, there's more to life than twerking, okay? Just so we know. <laughs> I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out. Well, everybody rocking on Team Eakin, man, the DJ Eakin podcast, man. We are gone. This is a Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Listen, man, it's your boy, Mr. Black Moses, host of Life in the Fast Lane. On this week's episode, I talk about the power of powerful thinking and what separates it from positive thinking. Also, I dabble a little bit in the similarities between life goals and bike goals. Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Let's ride. Life in the Fast Lane with Black Moses, Alan Lane can be found on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.